In case you missed it, or you've been on vacation, or you decided to go completely social media and digital device free, maybe you were just chilling under a rock. Who knows? But on Monday, August 14th, the AFC East chose chaos. And I, for one, absolutely love it. Good morning and welcome to your Tuesday, August 15th, 2023. This is Breaking Boston with your old pal, Nick Fitzy Stevens. And yes, today we are discussing the story of the day, could be the story of the week as far as football in Foxborough and beyond goes. The New England Patriots have signed running back Ezekiel Elliott. His seven-year run with the Dallas Cowboys, America's team, has come to an end, and he has made his way up to Foxesborough. I always like to call it that because that's how Antonio Brown misspelled it years ago, and I've never gotten over it, but I digress. Hopefully this guy will not be, will have similar impact that Antonio Brown had in that first week, but won't be nearly the headache. I don't think Zeke will at all. I think he's on the straight and narrow at this point in his career. That's right. Ezekiel Elliott is actually on his way to Foxborough today to make the deal official. It is a one-year deal with $4 million guaranteed, up to two more million in incentives, which makes it a potential one-year $6 million deal. Zeke flying to Foxborough, and then he's actually going to hop on the team plane and go out to Green Bay and be available for joint practices this week against the Green Bay Packers. Now, we'll get into what this means for the Patriots immediately, what it could mean for the long term, and the many benefits. I know there were one in many of people on socials, on the radio, where we were last night. I was on the Rich Keefe show with John Lyons. We fielded the immediate reactions. Most of it was positive. However, there were some saying, that's too much money for a backup running back. Why did the Patriots put themselves in this position? I would have rather D-hop at receiver, or I would have rather... The other running back who signed in the AFC East yesterday, word got out about Ezekiel Elliott around 4 p.m. yesterday. And a couple hours later, as I was piloting the Rich Keefe show and we were live taking calls about Zeke, we were able to pivot and take calls on the New York Jets doubling down, saying, hold my beer, Patriots. We're all in with Aaron Rodgers and company. They sign running back Dalvin Cook, whose six-year run with the Minnesota Vikings came to an end earlier this summer. Dalvin Cook to the New York Jets on a one-year deal worth up to $8.6 million. Uh, Must be nice. Pretty nice money for a couple of running backs people are saying are washed and don't have the same gears, power, and compete like they used to. Now, let's, let's just talk real quick about how much fun this makes the AFC East. I... I, I miss border wars. I miss outright hostility amongst division rivals. I miss tit for tat. I miss anything you can do, I can do better. This is what makes sports for fans fun. This is what it's all about. The Pats go out and get someone. The Jets go get someone else. Yeah, you know, like, they bring a, they bring a knife, you bring a gun. That's the Chicago way, to quote from the Untouchables. With a terrible Sean Connery, might I add. Thank you very much. I was full well aware of that. But this is now the AFC East way. You sign a Zeke, we'll get a Cook. That's the Jets way. Great. All for it. Absolutely all for it. Because I want the hard knocks entertainment. Because I want the theater. Because either it's going to make the Jets that much better in what is going to be their year. Or perhaps they will be the North Jersey, New York metropolitan area of the 2011 Philadelphia Eagles dream team. And I'm personally, just as someone 
who has to talk about all sorts of football, but specifically the AFC East and the New England Patriots, my favorite football team. I'm all for anything that may elevate the hopes of Jets fans only to potentially see them come crashing down. But here's a guy, much like a couple others at the radio station over at WEEI, who doesn't believe that the Jets are going to come crashing down, that the Jets will be a disaster, that the Jets are going to Jets this up. I think Cook makes all the sense in the world for them. He's a great addition. And uh, what it really does is once he heals up, he still had a little shoulder thing that he's healing up from. He can't start practicing for another week to 10 days. But what this does is prevents the Jets from putting too much stress, too much pressure on the likes of Zonovan Knight and Michael Carter, who have proved themselves competent last year and previous in previous seasons, as well as last year's rookie sensation, Brees Hall, who was off to a white-hot start and then tore his ACL, and he seems to be on the road to recovery, cleared for contact, looking good. But yeah, but now with Dalvin Cook, if you give Cook you know, 180 carries or 200 carries, you can ease Brees Hall back into it. And then that way, he is your hoss for the future. He is your workhorse. But at the same time, you don't put too much stress on him. But enough about the Jets right now. That's just the 10,000-foot view of why Dalvin Cook makes so much sense for the Jets and why Pats fans, I want to pivot to this Pat style, why Zeke makes more sense for the Patriots. Dalvin Cook, it made all the sense in the world for the Jets to outbid the Patriots, overbid, or lure him to New York where he may be thinking he's ring chasing right now. And he's a great fit because Dalvin Cook still wants to be not just a 1B, he wants to be a 1A. He will get a chance to be the lead back this year with Brees Hall, Michael Carter, and Zonovan Knight in tow. That'll be a hell of a backfield, especially if Brees Hall continues with his healthy recovery from the ACL. But why Zeke in Foxborough? Why Zeke Burrow as opposed to the Patriots trying to get Dalvin Cook? Because Ramondre Stevenson, you know, knock on wood, is healthy right now. He's not recovering from such a significant knee injury like Brees Hall. He is clearly entrenched and established as not only the top back in New England, he's the best player on that offense by a mile, and it's not even close. He is the focal point, or at least in my estimation, should be, of the Mac Jones third-year offense as constructed, authored, and piloted by Bill O'Brien. Everything needs to run by and through Ramondre Stevenson, except last year we saw that when you put too much of a workload on Ramondre Stevenson, and just to catch you guys up on exactly where he was statistically before we get into why we still think Zeke has some gas left in the tank and some miles on the tires and some fight in that frame, Last year, Ramondre Stevenson has his career year, 1,040 rushing yards, five touchdowns, but he had 210 rushing attempts. Uh, That's a lot. That's that's a good-sized carry. That's a good-sized carry for a second-year back. Now, that's not elite carries. That's not elite workload. But then you factor in that he had, how many receptions did he have last year? Oh, just, uh, let's see, uh, was it 69 targets last? I mean, the man, yeah. No, excuse me, 69 receptions. He was targeted 88 times. 69 receptions. We talk about who's going to be the new third down back in Foxborough. Who's going to be the new Patriots third down back to help them continue the legacy of Kevin Falk into Danny Woodhead, into Shane Vereen, into James White, and all the people that made the third down back such a focal point of the Patriots offense. They haven't had a slot receiver, an elite get open in a phone booth or Italian sports car kind of quick twitch guy in years since prime Edelman 
kind of faded away. Maybe that's Demario Pop Douglas now. We'll see. But uh, you almost don't need a third down back when your primary back is also your best pass catching back. This allows the Patriots now, with the signing of Ezekiel Elliott, to do a number of things that they need. And I think that Zeke, even though he's a year older and has more carries and more wear on his body than Dalvin Cook does, Zeke's skill set is perfect for what the New England Patriots need this season. Okay, so we know that on his career, Zeke has 8,300 rushing yards. He has 68 rushing touchdowns. Not bad. Uh, He is also an extremely good pass-catching back himself. He has, on his career, 305 receptions for 2,236 yards and 12 receiving touchdowns as well. Now, I'm not saying that Zeke is basically a an, a five-year-older veteran Ramondre clone, although if you look at Zeke's early numbers, my God, his rookie year. He had 322 attempts his rookie year for 1,631 yards and 15 touchdowns. Wow. Damn, wow, what an impressive year that was in 2016. Uh, his, he also peaked in 2018 with 300, 304 carries, 1,434 yards, uh, fewer touchdowns. He did hit double-digit touchdowns last year, but a lot of that was touchdown vulture action as the Dallas Cowboys transitioned to Tony Pollard as their primary back, and he now is the primary back. He got the work done as a pass catcher in between the 20s, and a lot of times Zeke would be the hammer on third downs to get that extra yard, and he had a lot of goal line touchdowns as well. I'd like to also just point out about Zeke real quick. Uh, Our pal Tom E. Curran, who joins the radio station a couple times every week, does great work over there at NBC Sports Boston and beyond. How about this little uh, run-o stats from Zeke last year? This is last season, a year after the Dallas Cowboys decided to move on from him. Uh, Of course, he had a big contract, which was the major reason why they moved on. They probably wanted to bring him back at quite the discount because... They're kind of stuck in a contractual stalemate with Tony Pollard now. He's on the franchise tag for like $11 million this season. They didn't work out a long-term deal. Oh, by the way, Tony Pollard's also coming back from a broken leg. Still going to be excellent for the Cowboys, but I'm sure they would have liked to have had Zeke back for one more year. But he's in Foxborough. Anyway, Zeke positives from 2022. Zeke was ninth in converting on third and short, 77.2%, fifth among all running backs in the NFL. He was fourth in converting rushes inside the 10 to touchdowns, 10 out of 24. All right, 40% of the time, not bad. Scored touchdowns on eight of 11 carries inside the three. He was fourth in the league, hasn't fumbled since 2020, 468 carries aggregate, a skill set the Patriots need. So there you go. There's some positives from Zeke last year in terms of being a short yardage power back. So we talked about the fact that Ramondre is going to likely be the focal point of the offense. It needs to be. We talked about the fact that Ramondre had a whole lot of targets to go with that over 200-carry workload last year, and we should expect something similar. But Damian Harris was the counterpunch last year, and he was banged up a bunch. Now, Damian Harris goes to Buffalo on that $1.7 million deal. The Patriots, for whatever reasons, decide they want to let him go. Maybe he's too much of a Mac guy. Maybe not a clubhouse fit. Maybe they thought he was too dinged up. I don't know. Could have been a number of different things. He doesn't exactly get paid, and he goes up to Buffalo, and the Patriots pay more than double for a veteran version of Ramondre slash Damian in Zeke. Okay. Last year, Damian Harris only had 106 rushes, 462 yards, three touchdowns. 
Damian Harris, in his peak year with the Patriots, had 200 rushes, 2021, 929 yards, and 15 rushing touchdowns. Damian Harris has never played a full healthy season. We'll see if he's able to do that up there with Dalvin Cook's brother, James, in Buffalo, and we'll get a chance to see him twice, and he'll be super motivated, revenge game, blah, blah, blah. Zeke can catch the ball. Zeke, great short yardage power back. Zeke can be a veteran complimentary spell to Ramondre on the season. Let's say Mondre now gets 45 targets, or rather 40 catches. That's solid for an RB1 in the NFL. Let's say he gets 220 carries. Okay, solid workload. Let's not run him into the ground. Let's not make sh- let's make sure that by the end of year three, he's not toast. This is how you prolong the health of a running back, how long you try to keep them at peak performance at the top of their game by splitting the workload with someone who is a quality complement. Zeke can catch the ball. Zeke is a power back. Oh, he doesn't have the same burst. Oh, he's not the same guy. Well, sure. He's been a primary running back in the NFL in a run-heavy offense down in Dallas, albeit behind an elite offensive line, for seven years, for three quarters of a decade. He's not supposed to be the same guy he was in 2016, 2018, and 2020. But he's also a smarter running back as well. And I know this is not the sexiest thing in the world, but it needs mention and it bears pointing out. Ezekiel Elliott is one of the best running backs at blitz pickup in the NFL. Oh, great. Oh, that's going to help us score tons of points. That'll make up for the offensive inefficiencies. That'll really be our red zone. No, no, no. This is a big deal for the Patriots, whose offensive line still needs to gel. There's some questions and concerns about the focus of Trent Brown. Can he stay healthy all season? Cole Strange got dinged up in camp. David Andrews is awesome, but at the same time, Bear seems to pick up a lot of injuries along the way. Mike Owen, who's still on the pup, and we don't know who's going to win the Hobo Rumble at right tackle. So you've got questions just about across the entire offensive line. Mac's going to need a little time to cook or even just freaking hit start on the microwave, let alone cook a proper meal back there in the pocket in his third-year redemption tour. If he's looking to execute the Bill O'Brien offense to the best of his abilities and use his time, his, his, his skill set, his best asset, which is his brain, his smarts, his processing, he's going to need a second. Yes, he can do all of that pre-snap, but he still has to try to run through some progressions. A guy like Ezekiel Elliott coming in on third down in pass pro alone, let alone being a viable outlet or option in an RPO or on the screen pass, a quick slant in the flat, Or, as we've seen many times, feel free to check out the timeline of many Patriots beat writers, especially my guy Taylor Kyles over at CLNS. He's got some video up there of Zeke blowing people up, not just holding his ground, blowing people up in pass pro. Mac Jones cannot execute this offense if he's spending the majority of his time on his ass. Ramondre, remember he wasn't that great in pass pro In 2021, his rookie season, Ivan Fears, when asked what Ramondre Stevenson was good at, he said he's good at getting yelled at. He's good at getting his ass yelled at uh, because he had pass pro issues. He got destroyed by Alandon Roberts in his first game against Miami in 2021. He's improved since then, but this is a skill set that Zeke brings in. The New England Patriots did not obviously feel Kevin Harris and Pierre Strong Jr., who uh, were running behind a second and third level running uh, offensive line last week in the preseason game against the Texans. They, so they were sort of beset by that. It wasn't the fairest of auditions, but they've had some time last year, offseason, training camp, first preseason game to flash and impress Bill Belichick, impress uh, Matt Groh, impress Bill O'Brien, impress Vinny Sanceri, impress the fans. 
and they may still have a chance to establish a quality pro career, but it's a lot to ask of them right now to step in and help out in pass pro, be dynamic threats between the tackles, outside the lines, and more. Tom Montgomery, still dinged up, still not healthy enough to be the asset weapon and sort of hybrid offensive talent that we know he can be. He seems a great fit, but he's always dinged up. J.J. Taylor, stop it now. That's Can, I, can we please with this cute story, fun guy, 42, thank you, but let's move on. So you need a veteran presence. You need some veteran depth, especially if you're going to be running screens and flares and little outs and also have a running back help out Mac Jones and just have someone hammer it between the tackles. That's why Ezekiel Elliott makes all the sense in the world for the Patriots. And again, back to the money thing. A lot of money for a backup running back. Oh, wow, Belichick really waited this one out and made him come to him. Who cares? Who cares? I don't care. This does not need to be a time when chess gets played over checkers. We need someone to back up Ramondre, work and compliment, and give the Patriots more offensive firepower, a little sizzle and a sale at the pro shop, no less, a little buzz. We talked about that yesterday, how Malik Cunningham's the only buzz coming out of camp. We got two straight days of buzz now in Foxborough. We got Malik mania. We got Zeke mania. Malik and Zeke. Now we got some stuff to talk about. Now we got some stuff to chew on. I like this. This is fun. How much he's got left in the tank, we'll see. He'll be out there in Green Bay this week. Maybe he'll get a couple of totes of the rock Saturday night against the Packers. He's plenty experienced with them. Maybe get a few next week against Mike Vrabel's Titans in the final preseason game Saturday, August 26th. Fun. Let's see what he's got. Let's see how Zeke looks in a Patriots uniform. It's going to be weird. It's going to be different. It's definitely for Cowboys fans going to be seeing your ex in the arms of someone you have never liked, and it's going to be gross. Oh, well, this is just life in the NFL. This is the modern sports landscape in America. So it goes. But Dalvin Cook, in the end, makes a lot of sense for the Jets, who are all in over these two years with Aaron Rodgers and the roster they have signed and that they've built before other people need to get paid. And the New England Patriots, who are still sort of in identity and roster transition, a guy like Zeke can help them execute these game plans, hold the line with Mac, and maybe, just maybe, maybe has a little more in the tank than people are giving him credit for and might actually be a quality addition, pairing with Ramondre Stevenson for one of the most dynamic backfields in the NFL. That's the kind of team they're going to need to be this year. They're going to need to win with Ezekiel Elliott and Ramondre Stevenson. Ground and pound football. Bill O'Brien has another tool in the box to get creative with. I'm looking forward to it, and I hope you are as well. All right, there's your Breaking Boston for Tuesday, August 15th, 2023. The AFC East is on steroids. The AFC East has chosen chaos. The AFC East is adding people from my 2019 fantasy roster, and I love it. The compete is going to be great. The rivalry is there. The battle lines have been drawn. I literally cannot wait for uh, uh, September 24th when the Patriots go to Jet Life Stadium and take on Rodgers and the New Look Jets, bringing their boys Zeke and Ramondre down. Ooh, it's going to be so much fun. Please, Patriots, try to get a win before that. Hope you guys enjoy this each and every morning. We try to set the table, give you a hot cup of sports, the topic of the day, what's going on to feed your never-ending rabid Boston sports fandom. Give us a rate, review, subscribe, and share if you get a chance. Holler at us at WEI, and I'm at FitzyGFY. We'll talk to you tomorrow. You guys take care of yourselves. Malik and Zeke, hey, guys, the Pats have some buzz about them. How about that?